Right, it's starting recording. Sean, would you like to intro, seeing as, you know, you haven't done it in a while? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Nerd I mean, that was fine. You can tell it's been a while. (laughs) Right, hang on, let me me sit up, let me focus. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. Hello, and welcome to the Nerd OD podcast. I'm Sean... It's actually Sean. I know. Yeah. Welcome flesh. back, sir. We have a special guest I brought with me, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Can we introduce <laughs> ourselves too, me and Reg? No. Oh. Well, to be fair, as soon as you say it's a Nerd OD podcast, you know we're here anyway. Yeah, you know it's definitely a Dan and Reg. <laughs> how is everyone? Awesome. And Very even good. better for hearing your voice, sir. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I've been, I've been, I've been dabbling. I've been, uh, I've been playing around with crypto and stuff, and now I'm a millionaire. Yeah, I am. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I filled uh, Reg in on. I, I shouldn't say filled in when I'm talking about what we're talking about, but I filled him in on your. Um, what's it called again, Sean? Cummies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talk about it as if it's a joke, but you know, you you, you have made several just... tens of thousand pounds on it, so good for you. I mean, well done, sir. I just when I read about it, I was like, hang on, are you actually talking about like anonymous payments for porn on the internet, and this isn't currently a thing? Are you mad? Of course, I'm going to put all my money in this. Of course, this is going to be popular. Yeah, and, uh, and it was. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. And you've, uh, I hear you've spent all your profits on a robot. <laughs> no, Jesus. No. I, uh, the first thing I did was pay off all my debts. So all my debts have gone now, which is exciting. Okay. Well, I, booked a holiday to Dis- I booked a holiday to Disney that I'm probably not going to be able to go on because of stupid COVID. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have bought a robot. He's in it. His name is Mo Greengrass. He's like an outside Roomba. If, I was uh, pretty sure your last one was called though. that. Uh, it was. This is Mo Greengrass too. Um, if you remember from our earlier podcasts, specifically one of the first videos we ever did, at, um, it was a gadget show, wasn't it? We were like, we were watching the Honda outside Roombas. <laughs> it was just falling yes, over. I do remember. Um, so yeah, you were fascinated like by that. the fact they would go and park up and live in his little house. <laughs> I was absolutely fascinated by that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been getting well into technology recently. We went to London last week. Um, I, I know we're getting into this quick, but I, I found it really exciting. Amazon Fresh. You heard of Amazon Fresh? Alex, no, have you heard it, of Amazon Fresh? No, I've not, mate, no. So it's, it's imagine, if you will, a, uh, a Tesco Express. A little bit bigger than a Tesco Express, but with fresh food in it, like a bit like a Lidl. You know, when you go in and you've got all their like breaded stuff and their croissants and things like yeah. that. But they also have like cleaning stuff. Like this was in the one we went to was in White City, which is across the road from the BBC studios. So all the famous people live there. I was looking for Alan Partridge, couldn't find him. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those shops, but with a fresh bit inside it as well. But the but the interesting thing about it is um, you walk in. Uh, you have to scan your app to get in. So you go onto the Amazon app and then go to the Amazon Fresh button and it gives you a little barcode, so you scan that in. You walk around, you pick stuff up, you either put it in your bag or you put it in, in your, your backpack or just carry it, it doesn't matter, and then you literally just walk out. It's 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 
and it's mind-boggling. Mm. So how it works is there's cameras everywhere. There's AI watching you the second you walk in. There's scales on all the um, on all the, uh, the, shelves. the shelves and stuff. Yeah. So it knows when you pick something up. Um, there's a couple of rules. So if if I'm going with uh, with you, Dan, for example, and you haven't got your phone with you, I can let you in first and then follow you. And anything you pick up uh, will go onto my app. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's clever. They, all they say is don't give your items to someone else because it's not tracking that. Right. So if you hand your – so say, for example, if I pick up a sausage roll and hand it to Dan, I've still paid for that sausage roll. Yeah. I would throw it on the ground and go, why did you give me meat, Sean? <laughs> uh, but also you can put stuff back. So if you think, hang on, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat sausage yeah. rolls. So I've, I can put I've it seen back some, and I haven't some paid videos of people going in and they're like, oh, how does this work? And they, let's, let's test. Let's see if we can beat the system. I'm going to pick up a Mars bar and I'm going to put the Mars bar back and we'll <laughs> check later in the video to see if yeah. we've, we've fooled Amazon. Now, I, I saw that and thought, there's no way that it would work based on weight. Like that's why, because they could probably, I mean, I suppose they'd have to put my, my way of thinking is there would be some kind of tag on everything that no, as you walk through the exit, because you've, you've been to Uniqlo yeah. in, in Manchester, right? Yeah. So Uniqlo now you get your basket, you put your clothes in and you go to the tills and literally you put your basket Big white box in, in the little box yeah. and it goes, here's all your items. It just, it's got tags on everything and it just scans everything and goes, here is everything. And then yeah. you pay and you've done no scanning anything. It's just like, it's uh, you know, NFC type stuff. It's, so it's I figured not, it would be like that. It's not just weight. It's, it's weight and AI. So yeah. the AI is watching where you are. And if it watches you walk up to the Mars bars and then it sees that the Mars bars are lighter, it's going to go, Dan just picks Fair up a Mars bar. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, it, that makes it doesn't sense. just, it doesn't just tell you what you bought. It also tells you how long you've been in there which is clever. So it's in like, the, I mean, in the back of my yeah. mind, all I see is a CCTV camera following Sean everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like no. a drone. <laughs> well, no, cause I've been reading about it and they're also tracking like, uh, custom habits, like how long someone stands next to a product and whether they buy it or not. And that tells them whether they should reduce the price or not. So if they, they see somebody just walking in, picking something up and leaving, it's like, right, that, that thing's popular. We can put up the price. But likewise, if they see someone walking up to a thing, standing there looking at it for a while and then walking away, it's like, okay, do we need to make this cheaper? You they know? see me standing wow. at the meal deals for about yeah. 10 minutes going, <laughs> I can't decide what to eat. And then that would feed the Amazon algorithm. What was, this person is in this what was funny was, I mean, they're, they're doing this, the, the, the Amazon have said they're doing trial by fire. So they're proving that it works by, by yeah. just throwing themselves into it. And any, yeah. you know, any loss they're, they're taking on, on the, on well, the I chip. I can't imagine but... loss is any worse than, than shoplifting, which absolutely is not. actually really difficult because you can't get in without you can't. Amazon. You can't. Yeah. You can't get out either nope. unless you scan out. So. Oh, no, you don't have to scan out. That's the other thing oh, that's okay. really clever because it, the second you walk in, it's watching you. So when it walk, when you it sees you walking up to the exit, it's like, oh, I'm going to let Sean out. And I suppose you'd be stupid to shoplift there anyway because you're definitely on camera. Well, yeah, and you've also scanned in with your app, so someone's paying. So you know what I mean? The or something and someone didn't notice, the cameras are going to get you. Oh yeah, they've got they've got uh, I say security. They've got mm. a, a lady showing you how to scan. They've it got a cardboard cut out of a policeman in the window. <laughs> uh, they did have though when you walk in, they have uh, uh, they do have security standing by the alcohol area, which I'm mm. guessing is just to stop kids going in. Makes. Um, but other than that, there was about three staff wandering around, just stocking shelves, talking to each other, they're just chilling out. Um, 
but sounds, I... sounds like they, they've got house elves doing everything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. Dobby Behind is a free elf. I've got a very specific question. What's the uniform for the Amazon workers in there? Oh, they had uh, they had like these grey, uh, like the the they look like this, you know, that soft fabric stuff, the spongy fabric. Yeah, it's like a grey fabric of that. It looked quite posh. Um, also, they had um, they had merch that you could buy. Amazon Fresh. Uh, oh they God. did Amazon Fresh uh, reusable bags, but like posh ones. That's not uh, merch. That's a supermarket. They. <laughs> it wasn't. They were a tenner. Uh, and also, they had um, they had they they had these uh, uh, these bottles as well. You know, water bottles, uh, the okay. refillable ones. Uh, they were fifteen quid. It's like Jesus. Christ. Christ. But there was a whole see merch any, section. Uh, if you see any, like, um, in the drink section, if you see any yellow liquids, just be 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 careful. It's not one of the Amazon employees having to take a leak in a bottle. <laughs> I've heard that's a thing. Yeah, really? I've heard that I as well. Left it lying around. I'm not in Amazon Fresh. You're making me explain the joke now, and then it ruins it all, but... <laughs> You know, in the warehouses, they 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 apparently all just wee in bottles because they're not it's allowed. It's the drivers to... as well, isn't it? It's the Everything, yeah. They're on such yeah. a tight schedule. You know, they've not got time for toilet breaks. Well, I watched a, a TikTok the other day of a man that worked uh, up one of those, you know, those big cranes, and uh, apparently because it takes him so long to get down to the floor, he just has a bucket up there. A just open the door. Yeah, a bucket. Just open the door. <laughs> open the door. Yeah. You know, like when when it's a cold winter night and you're in you're in a tent and you wake up dying for a piss, and then you just do the zip a little bit and just poke out. That's what oh, you need to do. I would never oh, do leads. that, but I definitely no. <laughs> you, you at least come out and go around the side of your tent, right? Nah, I mean, nah. You stick it out. Depends how, depends how you drunk stick it out like a periscope, <laughs> just just like a Russian periscope. You stick it out. A Russian yeah. periscope. <laughs> and that sure is why you had to buy your own tent instead of <laughs> my tent when you went to the festivals. <laughs> Make the noise as well. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't you, um, with your, because you bought like a one man tent, right? I did, yeah. And you didn't bring an inflatable bed, so didn't you try and use your inflatable couch as your air mat? <laughs> Yeah, inflatable couches. What was funny was I nearly about off the ground. Dan, you joke. I nearly died. I nearly fucking smothered myself to death because of the fact that there was no in. There was no like. I I pretty much made it airtight. I remember. So the void, the void you must have had on top of that couch must have been like a coffin. Yeah, it was. Should we introduce Alex properly? It's been on <laughs> Yes, but a long time ago. So, uh, Alex, you're you're here, you, you know, because well, you've just been uh, you've just taken part in Nerd IQ, which yeah. we won't give away how well you did. Okay, that's fine. Um, but but um, but also you've got some big stuff happening at the moment, right? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, on a very small personal note, I just got married. It's our third attempt. Oh, did, I had, did you? I had, I had co- I have a I had COVID pneumonia in December. I nearly died after four days of being in hospital, okay. and now I'm running the second year of the Isolation Film Festival. And we've had more submissions from all over the world. Argentina, we've had great animations from Japan, and uh, we've got amazing judges. And, and I'm also running the Hellbound Horror Festival again in October. Alex, I had oh, no idea. Congratulations, I, and I'm glad you pulled through. Jesus yeah. Christ, it, it is crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it, how are you coping with how are you coping with everyone on Facebook being like, who's Smith? <laughs> uh, well, Facebook I only use for, for work and festival stuff and all that. Yeah, good. So I'm like, I used to be not anti Facebook back in the day because what? When did it really kick off? 2005, six, something like yeah. that. And I was part. I was part of this. Uh, actually, I won't say that because you'll probably get flagged. But there was a there was um, a religion that has movie stars associated with it. And oh, I, yeah. I had this anti group, and then I was getting abuse from people from that group. From Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, if you want to put a nail on the coffin, yeah. Uh, so I, I basically since that point, I was just became very savvy with social media and. I kind of uh, I, that's why you don't didn't know I was I was getting married, Sean, because I don't put anything on. Wow. I just use it as kind of a billboard now. Yeah. Also, one of our um, I won't go into too much detail, but one of the kids we used to go to school with he's not a kid anymore. He's <laughs> terrifies me to think he's nearly forty. Um, but started getting really stalky. So stalkery. So me and, uh, me, and me and Pete me and Pete Carvel had to like block sixteen of his accounts that he made. And, I want to discuss that later. Yeah. His initials are MS. <laughs> oh my god, right. I might still need to chat later. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolute cycle. Wow. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, things things are uh, more positive this year. And um, I'm currently sweating my nuts off in my office, so that's me. Okay. I mean, that seems like your choice. <laughs> yeah. I've been wearing shorts all day, but it's just not enough. Oh, it's one of those days today where it's like, yeah, it's not shorts weather, and then, you know, then you yeah. go out, and then suddenly, oh no, now it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I'm I'm going on a little uh, a, a little holiday. I'm I'm going, I want to say abroad, but apparently I'm not allowed to say abroad because uh, Wales is not technically another country. I'm like, it so is. It might be part of the United I mean, Kingdom, but Wales, Wales is still abroad. I'm sorry, I'm taking it. Yeah, it is they're doing much better with COVID as well, incidentally. So uh, ah, you know, I mean, wait till I get there. <laughs> We're doing a little Super tour spreader. of Wales. I thought you, why you shouldn't be allowed in. I thought yeah. you couldn't say uh, abroad because it's a derogatory term for a woman. Ah, oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> See, it's a comedy. That's why we need him. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. why we need him. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're going for ice cream. Going on a five-day holiday around Wales to go and have ice cream. Cadwalders? No, no. Uh, Holgate's ice cream. Holgate's Ooh. honey ice cream in Towin. Oh, isn't that what you took me? Isn't yes. that what you took me? Yes. Yeah. And the place that whenever I take anyone there, they have an ice cream and they're like, oh, my word, this is amazing. And immediately go and buy another. Not exaggerating. Three different people I've taken who have both ended up buying two ice creams because it was so good. I didn't buy two. You bought you bought two. Did I? Yes, and I don't blame you I because they're amazing. Two. There's a great car boot in Towin. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah, not on the day we're going. I used to live <laughs> relatively close. You see, um, right, and right. we used to go to the market every now and again. But yeah, unfortunately not. Oh, and this is Towin. T T Y, not T O. So this isn't the one by rail. This is the one by uh, other. I got them mixed up. Sorry. But there's still a good car boot down there. Uh. Um, but anyway, that's, that's beside the point. Um, so <laughs> your, your, your film festival. So yep. the point, point you're at now is you've had all your submissions, right? Yeah, this is the, uh, this is game time now for, um, so, um, 
curating the films and making sure the judges see everything they need to see because we we have to whistle it down because there's so many submissions and this is spoiler alert for anyone doesn't uh, uh basically not the judges can't see all the films mm. uh because they're there we've got one uh, dp or director of photographer from south africa that's working on a documentary so they're all very busy people and when it's you know like kind of industry uh, film industry types it's you know you can't you can't kind of abuse that kind of time they, they're donating to us so we we have to curate the films and score them and with there's a there's a whole raft of uh that's similar to what you did with them. us though right yeah it's a similar hmm. process because it's you know imagine i sent you 120 films oh, you would God. you would start not enjoying the process so we, yeah we're we're not about building relationships permanent ones with the with the judges but we've got good working relationships uh from last year yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, a quite a complex scoring system, and it's uh, subjective and objective. It's it's it really is difficult. And we've had experimental films this year from India, South America, uh, all over the place. And it's how do you, how do you score an experimental film because it's up to interpretation. So, mm. uh, yeah, I've been stressing about that, but <laughs> the judges have got <laughs> the judges have got all the films now, and we've had some absolutely wonderful pieces of work and it's amazing to see how creative people get considering uh the world we're in currently um, yeah, and yeah. especially from the films from the experimental films we received from india because they're, they're really they're, struggling yeah. yeah exactly yeah um so yeah it's been amazing I, I think personally one or two of them are exceptional like really exceptional like the best film winner last year um so yeah it's it's a fun process but the admin is ridiculous it's ridiculous because you've got to create you know bespoke emails and be you know i'm 100 percent genuine with all the filmmakers i speak to i don't kind of there's no kind of hidden truths or anything like that it's just um uh I try and make it as fun as possible with every single interaction and that's kind of exhausting um so yeah uh, but it's it's it is fun in the end, and the satisfaction I get when you know you get an email saying thank you for doing this. It's helped me focus creativity during COVID and all that. It's it's been pretty wonderful. Yeah. How many films do you do, do you typically have to go through with something like this? Uh, last year we there was um, a film festival in Canada called the Isolation Short Film Festival, and people were applying to both thinking it was the same thing. Right. Um, so we got, I think, 120 last year. This year we got, I think, uh, we got a very good number, uh, over half, just just over half of that. Um, but I, I worked it out, and it's actually a really good return because we had most of the people, I'd say 90% of the people were new filmmakers. Mm. But our growth in terms of social media, it's small, but it is continuous. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like it's kind of like Netflix for the last six weeks. You know, it's yeah. small, small gains, but um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty decent. Mm. And the range we've got is incredible. And the fact we've had submissions from new countries is a big deal to me, like Argentina and Japan. That's been amazing. Wow. I mean, I suppose last year you've also got the fact that everyone was isolated. Yeah, everyone you know, was. was a... Everyone's locked up in their zombie house. You know, ready yeah. for the apocalypse. And it was right at the peak of people being like right what can i do i'm gonna be creative i'm gonna do this everyone you know making films everyone launching podcasts anything they could do to you know not go crazy so can i ask can i ask you guys a question about Hmm. about uh lock up or isolation is what one thing did you kind of 
kind of focus your energy on or get obsessed with at home? Um, I mean, this, I suppose, more than anything, it was like, right, let's, you know, I think Murdo D as a whole has changed quite a lot in the last year and we've sort of built up a lot more, um, a lot more going on. We started the D&D podcast, things like that, Nerd IQ, um, and got a lot more video content out there, things like that. So that that was where I, I focused all my energy, really. I don't know. I, uh, I came. I came up with an unhealthy addiction to Fortnite. <laughs> Fair enough. My Fortnite left arm is now stronger than my right arm. <laughs> like, uh, like that chap from Family Guy. You know when he when he, <laughs> yeah. when he walks out. Where's he been all day? And he turns on his <laughs> massive arm. <laughs> Just a little bit. Mm. I got addicted to another D and D podcast, which I won't name. <laughs> but we just worked out that I've spent just shy of 700 hours wow. um, watching slash listening to it. Well, um, you're working but, though, right? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Obviously, I, I homework and obviously having a lot of lunch, so I don't really get to go out at night. So it's literally here all day, every day. <laughs> I'm either at this desk, as everyone knows, or I'm literally three foot to my left on the couch instead. That's That's about as far as I traveled that entire time. So just I've got a, a question about D and D. Can you get into it now if you've got from zero? We did. Yep. <laughs> I mean, 100%. so hundred percent of our group, we've we've got a DM who does you know nothing but it, but uh, you know RPGs and and tabletop gaming and stuff. That is his thing. You've then got Reg who listens to a couple of podcasts. You got me, who's never, ever, ever done anything like this, and Sean has played once, right? Once, yeah. yeah. And I think Dave, no, Dave had a semi-regular game. So, two, you know, one person massive on it, one fairly big, one has never tried it but listens to a lot, and then two of us who have no idea with it. Um, so the first few episodes, it's kind of funny hearing us not have a clue what's going on uh, and have to be guided by the uh, the DM. I mean, we've just started because we, 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 we've got our Dungeons and Dragons campaign that we're going through and we're about 25 episodes in. We've just wow. taken a break on that um, while one of us can't play and we're doing uh, Alien RPG. But with that one, none of us have a clue because it is a totally different game. Even the, the Dungeon Master is, is sort of muddling through it. So that one is, we're getting the whole sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the learning phase again recorded well, on pod which is really good. so much fun isn't it and it's it, very good it, because it's a lot we, more getting in character because because we're in the aliens universe like the game we're playing at the moment is on hadley's hope from the second film and it's yeah. just before everything kicks off so uh, the you know one xenomorph has been found on the on the planet so we know what it's like we know what the world's like we know how the characters are so everyone is is properly into their character like everyone's met, you know, the act. The that act sounds awesome. Is it's crap. so good. I it's think so once fun. you get, I think once you get dropped into kind of the alien universe, like that piques my interest. It'll pique so oh, yeah, many people's absolutely. interest, you know. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it, it did ours anyway. It was, it's a really fun little thing to do as a side. It was just, we didn't want to stop making, uh, you know, D&D style stuff. Uh, so we thought, what can we do in the meantime? Yeah. And Doddy's had this alien RPG and he was like, let's do this, let's do this, please. Can we do this? Like, Honestly, yeah, Alex. Good. 
what's amazing about this game is the fact that like with 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 Dungeons and Dragons you're very much cooperative you 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 know you've got one goal yeah. and you all want to team up and 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 make shit happen the way that, that this game has been designed this alien rpg game has been designed is your your character starts to panic you've all got ulterior motives that 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 conflict with each other's and you're all reacting in different ways so like it's getting it's getting tense because yeah, like, like awesome. say Dan will do something and my character because of something that, that I don't want to go too much into it to spoil stuff but because of one of the, one of my character traits I'm like I need to stop Dan from doing that thing that he's doing so it's it's sort of like Mexican standoff me pointing the gun from the from the enemy to over to, to my own teammate and you know we're, we're actively having that conversation on pod about are you mad are you doing that what, like you know and he's coming at me being like I are you actually telling yeah. me not to like it, I, it's getting tense but for, for really good reasons <laughs> you, got me, you got me excited about that that's awesome <laughs> when we're doing a dnd i find it kind of difficult to 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 do a character you know i've i've not i've not gone gone into it thinking right my character is going to be like this and this and this and this so i don't know my character is just very like me okay it's my, my character's lord sugar he's literally alan sugar so at least <laughs> i've got something to base it on yeah but i feel like it almost hasn't quite got any anything different about it whereas when you're playing on on the alien one your character is made for you and it says this you like this person you hate this person this is information you know that no one else knows this yeah. is something you're going to need to do this is your ultimate goal so you've got something to work towards so it, that's that's a lot better having that just written out and spelled yeah. out that is that is your thing and of course when when dan's playing he's he's playing knowing who his character is but when i do something that dan's like hang on are you mad <laughs> like you know yeah. that's a real yeah. reaction and 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 you know going back to, to dungeons and dragons is going to be tr- uh, to dnd is going to be tricky because the like my character in D and D is is like you know bit Mental. of a dickhead yeah uh, <laughs> but you know she likes to sort of stay away from the group but essentially she is part of the team you know yeah. essentially she she wants the same things that they do so you know she'll she'll save them begrudgingly but you know with alien RPG it's uh, this alien game it's like we're against each other it's amazing that sounds awesome I'd like to listen to that actually. <laughs> The first one is up already. Um, it'll be on a new podcast feed from next week, though. But it's uh, it's on our Facebook and YouTube. It's uh, R- Rolling One is the series name, and then this is just the Alien RPG uh, season, Excellent. not season two. So yes, go and have a listen, everybody at home, because it's awesome. And, and to be honest, I I think I'll be better at D and D when we go back to it because I've had this. Taste I was just of, like, thinking the exact same right, thing. I've, yeah. yeah. Like there's something about my character that you guys don't know about that I need to do. Yeah, same. And it's things like it's just having that in my mind all the time, going like, right, at some point this is this has got to come up. So knowing, I don't know, that's something I I feel like I want to bring into my D and D character. So yeah, hopefully that's going to be even better when that all comes you together. Got, you got me all jealous now. I want to I want to be part of this. <laughs> Fab. I mean, you know, we we're, we're definitely going to be doing more. Hundred yeah, well, percent. Once um, we've done that, we've we've only got one more episode to finish Hadley's Hope, haven't we? And then there's another Alien RPG um, session, uh, the, another story we can do. Um, 
and to be fair, there's four characters in this, but we're only using three of them. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we 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 could always get you in as a guest on one, on a few other episodes. Would if love you to do that. Fancy yeah. that. Yeah. Sweet. Ah, dear. Can I just plug uh, a podcast I listen to? No. Oh, I mean, it's if not it's hard, us. Hard network, no, no, it's. it's <laughs> I think I think you guys will really like it. It's called the. Um, uh, the podcast is called Live Long and Podcast, and it's a uh, Star Trek nice. radio theatre. Uh, so there's a group of actors in Canada and all over. Uh, and I was on one of the episodes where basically they pull one of the episodes apart, any any of the Star Trek shows, any of the mm. episodes, and uh, any everyone that's involved picks two or three characters, and they basically mix all the audio and the effects and everything live as you as it's uh nice. being read out and i played uh gold not gold uh Goldemar from uh, oh, yeah, Space yeah. Nine. uh and I, nice. he's one of one of my favorite characters from star trek so i was very happy about that but yeah it's a it's a really good um uh, fun uh, fun show awesome interesting we I were talking like a while as well a while back we were talking about doing a sort of a radio play type thing dave had the idea of the um the zombie apocalypse one didn't he that wasn't dave's idea that was my idea is it your idea oh, okay yeah. that's a great idea and, and you know <laughs> thank Orson Welles. Writing, that's you know, listen to that Orson Welles war of the worlds that's a great example of of yeah. doing it right and he did that what well, in I 1940 wanted... or something so what i wanted yeah. to do was was start it off and for the first couple of episodes actually be quite boring with it um and like just just play it off as like a, a normal podcast where we're just chatting and then like one episode just bring into it like did you see that news report the other day it's really weird <laughs> like, idea, it, yeah. it genuinely feels like a zombie apocalypse thing and Dan being like yeah it's weird isn't it and then like we leave it for another episode and then like sort of sean sean (laughs) sean of the dead style like be like i went to the shops the other day and people were just acting really strange (laughs) and then it just progresses and one of us stops recording like just randomly i thought i thought it really could be exciting but yeah it would take a lot of it could be that's the problem isn't it it's it's getting you'd need commitment as well from 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 listeners but i'll tell you what sean i will do uh i don't know how you guys work but i'll do a, a fake a test episode with you as though we're locked in a shop and the zombie apocalypse <laughs> is outside and i'll do i'll do all the audio work that's amazing i'd love that it's worth watching do it do it you're locked in a supermarket and the, i saw it watched a video recently i forget what channel it was but it was all about how how long could you actually survive locked in a supermarket and it was like, you know, you, you, what what foods would you eat first? Would you because obviously with no electricity, so all your your frozen stuff's gonna go off. You need to make sure you can get through the meats first. What can you preserve? When do you use your tins? Uh, what do you do with all your waste? Can you use your but waste to then grow but, stuff? It was really good. It, it was like, can you last eighty years? Yeah. This is the thing. That's exactly that's exactly what I wanted to do. Mm. Like as as this progressed, yeah, we could we could record one episode in a in a supermarket and like just 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 be just place it like well we're locked in here um, well this is the thing with, with you know like the walking dead they they do they tend to spend the season in in a situation you know yeah. like the prison or, or you know 
on the road or whatever and then in each of the different places so yeah one one episode would be like a proper conversation about right this is what i've got this is what the plan is and then the next episode could be six months down the line about like what's happened since then and like them with discussing something else like okay well you know now they've completely taken over we've managed to set up camp in this area here like you know and it just what i wanted is it for it for it to be a a a a ridiculous contrast between episode one and the 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 finale episodes you know Mm -hmm. like the last couple of episodes like the the, that them actually being like what alex just said like you know having sound effects in the background of like uh you you know the last couple of episodes it just being complete Uh, chaos and instead Um, of episode numbers you have day number yeah Mm-hmm. But then, but then, but what I'd want to do with that because there is some skipping ahead in time. So I'd want to have you know one episode called like day day thirty, and I'd want yeah. another episode called you know day one twenty or or day. Yeah, that's what I mean. That would be 200. that would be each each episode would be yeah. that it would tell you what day you're at. Yeah, I like it. Hmm. All right, but well, the there first, you go. but the but it's it's proper establishing that world though. The first couple of episodes, nothing's going to happen. We're just yeah. friends talking. That's you know what I, I mean. Yeah, I I would love to do something like that. That is like come up with something that has this ongoing story. But I I sit down to try and write something like that, and I just have a complete block. So you need someone. Well, no, we wouldn't to, write to, it. We, well, no, to to, to even the, like, get because you've got to have just some certain story beats as you're going yeah, you through. Have it, a, and you've got to get that prepared. Do like, like what Larry da- Larry David does. You know, have a have a backbone, the structure. Oh yeah, curve. and everything's need to get from, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're you I mean, we play our own. I, I always thought of it as we play our own characters would be ourselves. Yeah. Um, but like we'd we we'd have like okay, the this episode we need to get from A to B. You know, and A is one plot point, and B is another plot point, and we'd just be aware of that. Um, it's it's role playing without the dice, then, isn't it? Hundred percent. Why not? Hundred percent. How how about we start the first episode, Sean? Uh, where we're both just chatting on Skype and then the zombie thing apocalypse just starts to begin. See, not even no, I, if we, if we if, cause I always thought of it as like, a, it's like a, an audio thing, but if it was a video thing, no, just the, audio, just audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, if we were to do a video episode though, I, what I'd like is like for it to be as discreet as like one of the first couple of, well, after, after it's established that something's going wrong, like all that happens in one episode is just a light flicker, and that's it. Like throughout the whole thing, I want it to be. I want like the idea for it was was for it to be really, really subtle, and then for it to just descend. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, just got to be wary so, that people need to make it through the first episode. Be like, nothing well, really happened. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I I think if we do it, and this is the thing, if we do it for us. I think that's that's good. That's a good good reason to do it. But if people get wind of, of where it's going, they'll listen to the first that's good. So, See, and, and it, you know, they'll get to know like I'm thinking about some of the people that listen to us that, that have got to know us, like and that message us. Like for them to be in that kind of mi- mindset at the start and for them to think that this is a normal podcast and then for it to descend is really exciting to me. Yeah. It's it, it's establishing it's establishing characters and, 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 and a world in, in, in the deepest kind of way because that 
that's what podcasts do, right? They immerse you into someone's to mm. someone's story, to someone like p- people that are listening to this. They're, they're they're immersing themselves in 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 you know in my journey of all a couple of years in a in a very natural way. But to do that in a in 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 a fictional world to me yeah. is really exciting. But to, it it needs to be established like really yeah. deeply established at the start. I can see where it would go. It's it's like I I went to watch. Um... A Quiet Place Two this week. Like, I, I, to be fair, I'd never seen the first one. I didn't have that much interest in it because I don't really like horror films. Yeah. And then I to be honest, I just wanted to go and see some out of the cinema, and there was not yeah. much else on. And I thought this sounds interesting, so I watched the first one the the night before uh, and loved it. Like it was it was far more Walking Dead than you know The Exorcist or whatever or Halloween. It, it, yeah. It's it's not that sort of horror film. It is like you know, I, I say I don't like horror films. Yeah, I I watch like every series of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking yeah. Dead and everything. Um, and I came away from that and the second one, and I was thinking about like if, if that if this happened, what you know, what would what I do? You do yeah. yeah. And I, I thought you know that might even make a good podcast. That, where that's the beauty of that's the beauty of those kind of um, films that set rules or yeah. ground rules. Like I love that about horror is that mm. how do you kill the demon? How how do you survive? Yeah. Yeah. What weapon would you choose from the the lodge? Would you go for the axe or yeah. uh, the yeah. fire poker or whatever? You know that yeah, I the, love that kind of thing. And yeah. they're the, the discussions first... that we'd have. Like that would be one episode is talking about weapons. Yeah. You know, like exactly. a whole episode uh, because we're in that world. So that world is important now. We need to talk it. about the, that stuff. The most impressive a... thing about that film is how they build the entire world within the first twenty minutes yeah. of that film. Like. Have you, have you, either, any, any of you guys just seen it? You've, you've seen it now, Alex, yeah? Just just the first one, yeah. Red? Def, I'm definitely going to see the second one. No. I've so, seen the first one, like, love the first one. Yeah, so, to, just to fill Sean in for you then, basically, um, there's these monsters, and they, uh, they can't see anything, but they can hear everything. So, they have to be, all the survivors of this apocalypse have to be silent. So... The first sort of ten minutes shows you everything. It shows them walking around, really, you know, creeping around uh, a um, uh, a little convenience store, getting some supplies, um, and they've put sand uh, like paths of sand everywhere they need to go, all the way through the woods to their farm, because then they can walk and it'll be really quiet, things like that. It's it's so so clever. One of them, um, the the mom in the film, is pregnant. And they they have to work out how they're going to make sure that the baby doesn't make any noise because the minute there's any noise, the, the the monsters come and they'll they'll kill you. So they make this box that is completely soundproof, and they get a little oxygen canister and they feed the pipe in so they can put the baby in the box and turn on the oxygen. So if the baby's crying, they can just put it in that, and it's dealt with. It's so clever. Yeah. But I was thinking, yeah. the minute I I go to sleep, I'm dead. Yeah. Because I'm snoring. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's absolutely like they talk the, about natural selection, and you know, like they, well, they, these these animals survive because oh they develop God. this these differences. I natural selection there is anyone who snores. Yeah, is absolutely well, I'm, screwed. I'm, I'm exactly <laughs> the same. But here's, but like the the only thing I I haven't thought about. Well, that, the only thing I haven't really landed on because I, I i know i'd i'd want to i'd want to use nerd as a as a 
uh, as a diving board frame to sort of start the story off. It would mm. be something like, you know, the Steve show where I'd be like, right, okay, start a new podcast, guys, and we'd just be chatting. But yeah. I'd want it, I'd want it to be a subject at the start. So I'd want it to be like a, I don't know, like a gaming thing or a something thing. So just, just, to, just to do that mislead for the first couple yes. of episodes, you know what I mean? So yep. and just start it with because it, it would be, it would, it could be your, um, your pod that never happened. No scrubs. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, this Alex, is, this is a, what... we were going to do a podcast called yeah. No Scrubs, K N O W Scrubs, <laughs> and, and, and it was going to is... be basically we, we'd watch episodes of Scrubs and talk about them, which is what they do about every TV show nowadays. But yeah, the name came first. And what I what I was going to do was give just in advance of of each podcast is give give you and Reg uh, a. Like you might not have one uh, at the first episode, you're probably not going to. It's just going to be like a normal episode, but um, you, you'd have a plot point. You'd have something that had happened, yeah. That that you'd you'd bring up, and that would spark conversation. Yeah. But like the initially, it would be something like because it would be news report to start off with, mm-hmm. right? Um, and That's it. We're, we're, one of us would have we're watching the we're watching an episode of Scrubs, mm. and then it cuts off halfway through. And they're like, even Netflix turn yeah. off their service and put on a. a oh my a, god! A, yeah, Netflix. Well, we could talk about whatever. And we could, good. we could, we could talk for twenty minutes about how clever it is that Netflix yes. has this emergency okay. system that we can, didn't even know about. Can I just stop you here now, then, and let's yeah. not talk about this anymore in this pod because we've been going quite a long time talking about, hey, let's do this podcast. Right. <laughs> but I get, I get your, I get your argument against it being, you know, worryingly not attractive for the first if we do but a really slow burn that, but that i think be. that's what that wouldn't th- take long to get into to th- then cut off and be like oh what's going on yeah i, okay. I can't anyway. express how important i think the slower <laughs> yeah. the burn the better oh, like no. genuinely five yeah, episodes I agree, of, I agree. Like, gotta go to like, like, uh, curry houses mate that's mm. what yeah that's what makes this unique that's what okay. makes it different anyone can do a, zomb- a zombie podcast this one's established I like it. so reg how are you uh, sorry hi <laughs> you're right we're still talking zombies you, you, i mean we we knew as soon as sean was going to be on an episode we wouldn't have to worry about thinking of things to talk about because we could just let him go sorry no but i've I got a notepad because i genuinely thought for the next like 72 hours i was just going to be spoke at about cryptocurrencies so i've got a notepad and pen in front of me thinking what to make notes? If, if, if i ever have a spare like you know pound <laughs> I might put it in safe in moon stuff. safe moon yeah safe moon this isn't <laughs> financial advice but buy safe moon <laughs> I, 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 well you can, you can say buy whatever you want because i genuinely don't have a spare pound <laughs> but i just thought yeah but no it turns out it's he's just given away the entire plot about his new podcast that he wants to do <laughs> only the pilot <laughs> and the and the general theme and the general yeah. premise of everything that's going on. yeah True. So, uh, so, um, so spoiler alert, guys. it's going to be like Volcano and Dante's Peak, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, we know that Edgar Wright listens to this podcast, so I'm sure he'll see it. <laughs> Do some I this. wish. <laughs> hi, hi, Edgar. Um, yeah. yeah, the cryptocurrency thing I haven't really talked about, but I did, I did. Yeah, make... it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all I'll say is <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out now. I'm out with the. I, I'm out. It, it, it went it went really well i'm i'm still in for a small amount in uh in okay. safe moon so if that takes off then we'll recreate 
what I've already done, which is nice. But I've well, managed to bought an island in the Maldives. Now you don't really need to do anything else. I, I, I mean, I bought a robot lawnmower <laughs> and I've paid off all my debts, <laughs> and there's still a substantial amount left. So it's gone well. It's gone well. Yeah. How's your Tesla? Oh, I love the Tesla. Um, they've they've re- they keep they keep adding stuff like the, this is okay. So in my in my job, I've learned a lot about um, uh, about development, how to how you know uh, software development works, and how you have like a board that you work from that's like you know a planning, implementation, development, all this. And there's a point to what I'm saying. So there's this feature that they've added to all Teslas that came out in a software update that multiple teams must have been involved with, you know, the, 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 the people that do the, the voiceovers, uh, you know, the, the speech recognition, the people that do the motorized thing, the people that send out the software updates, lots of teams must have been involved in this. And from what I can tell, apart from bug fixes, this was one of the only solid features to come from this new update, this new software update, which took about 20 minutes to download and about half an hour to install. And it is, if you press the voice recognition button and say open the butthole, it'll open your car's charging port. Oh my god. That's a thing. That's a thing that multiple people have been involved in. What what did you think when you when you first understood what it was? Did you think that's amazing? That, what when I first found out that that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. was? <laughs> I laughed I laughed out loud because it's so fucking typically Elon who's And how many times did you press the, how many times did you do that command? It's one of the things that I show people now. Uh, <laughs> like when I'm showing off the car, I'm like, watch this, open the butthole. <laughs> and you've done exactly what it needs to do, get more actual uh, presence out there because the amount of videos that have gone mental with that i bet is insane oh, people so showing it off so so much free advertisement just so from many. doing that one thing they, Very don't, clever. Need, they don't really need to uh, this is the thing though the second they get someone in that car that person's going to be like oh my god check this car out because it's good um uh, autopilot's my favorite feature i i, <laughs> I had to uh, good luck with that I think I spoke about this. I had to borrow a petrol car a couple of months ago because I went through a puddle really fast and it broke the bottom of my car. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I can't it, use it now. It was, I mean, you should have seen it. It was. It was like. It was proper. Like, I smashed the bottom of the car basically with water. Um, How deep was I didn't, the puddle? I didn't see it. It was a good like. I don't know, three foot, two, three foot. It was deep. Like, oh, uh, okay. I lost control. It was, it was when it was over Christmas. It was when the rain's really bad. But I was, I was going at about seventy, and I just smashed into this basically lake. And the you trying to smack? Were you trying to splash someone? No, uh, I just, I genuinely didn't see it. I've got it in video somewhere. So I, I ripped up all the bottom of the car. Anyway, uh, I got. They, they they lent me a an eye an pace which didn't have the the autopilot and I genuinely felt unsafe driving. My lane positioning is terrible, so I can't just hand it off to the car. I kept forgetting to check cars in front of me, <laughs> so like, okay. there was a couple of times I nearly rear-ended people on the motorway. So it makes you lazy. Like I, all the driving I do now, almost I'd say ninety percent of my driving is an autopilot. So you drive your car like that scene in Bird Box. Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple of other films that I could probably compare to. But I haven't seen. 
Uh, I was thinking more like Minority Report, not Minority Report. Um, uh, iRobot. Wow. wow. You know, in iRobot, where they're like, "Look, when, it's dangerous yeah. to take it off autopilot." That's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. But I've done. You forgot the. You forgot the fundamentals, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, my lane positions have <laughs> always been terrible, but it allows you to 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 be lazy. Also, it can stop a lot quicker than I can. So there's been times before when I've been like, like uh, the latest one, I was going past Trafford Centre, I was going over the, you know, over that big bridge where you can see the di- the mini golf, the dinosaurs yeah. and stuff. And of course, I was looking, wasn't I? And <laughs> Ooh, dinosaurs! <laughs> I was distracted by the dinosaurs over on this big bridge, and the car fucking slammed on. I didn't realise that there was um. Uh, there was a, a queue in front of me, so it it it, it Jesus Christ. But yeah, it, I mean, even if I was watching it, there's so many times when I have been paying attention and I go to slam on, and the car's already on the brake because you. Cause I, it moves. I wonder whether you weren't paying as much attention because you knew you the car would. Help. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. i do i do trust right. it more right. than i should uh i mean i'm not sat there on my phone but no. I, I just know from experience that it goes to the brake pedal much quicker than i do nice. wow awesome uh did you guys know that it was apparently today it was 25 years ago that the rock came out the movie no. not not the not the rock the rock the, I'll the take pleasure in good in you, boy. The movie came out. I'll tell pleasure in good in you, boy. <laughs> I take pleasure in good in you, boy. Are we having a, a, a quote off? Yeah, I, I can That's, definitely do that. Remember that scene? Yeah, Red, yeah. So let's hear your try. Brilliant. Yeah, that's good. Red wins. <laughs> Tony Todd, Tony Sorry, Todd, Candy Man's in there. Muted and then not muted, but now the moment's gone, so it's all right. It has. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a scene in a lighthouse with uh, Tony Todd, obviously Candyman, yeah. and Nic- Nicholas Cage, you know, circling this fucking VX poison gas rocket, <laughs> and he, he's talking about, have you heard of Rocket Man? And Tony Todd says, I don't listen to that soft ass shit. <laughs> Sorry, just thinking about Nicolas Cage, one of my favourite lines is Con Air. And he's sat on the plane and he's just fucking threatened that guy, you know, the the, the, the rapist guy. And he leans yeah. over and he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, do you know what I am? <laughs> I do, he turns I around and he goes, that. ugly all day. <laughs> absolutely he's, brilliant. He's having, a, he's having. I don't know who he's having a fight with in that film, but he's like slamming someone's head against something in the plane. He goes, don't treat women like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's, what's his name from? Oh, um, uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo, that's it. Yeah. Ugly all day. <laughs> and he's got like a tattoo for every, this is awful. This is awful. Uh, he's got a tattoo for every woman he's raped yeah. on his arm. It's awful. It's a it's a ridiculous movie, and that that was out when it was National Cinema Day, and every every ticket was a pound. Yeah, oh, I remember that. That's when I got yeah. caught. I remember that. I went we, to see. We must um, have gone to see it together, Sean. Yeah, we did. We I did. went to see Space Truckers. <laughs> I then went to watch uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and finished the day off with The Fifth Element. Yeah, Fifth Element. We watched that as well, Sean. That Honestly, I loved the, that the, when it was a pound. When me and Alex, when me and Alex were going to the cinema together. 
uh, with everyone else from school at the time, our little friendship group, that's when cinema was at its best. It was amazing. You had films like Dante's Peak. You had Independence Day. You can't can't say cinema was at its best and then mention Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak is fucking amazing. Are you kidding me? There was Dante's Peak and there was Volcano, and they're both out at a very similar time, and Volcano was infinitely superior. 100% wrong. I so no, absolutely better. not. You had Mars Attacks. Do you remember going to see Mars Attacks? It's I remember great. having the post. I saw Mars that in, when I was in Minneapolis. Oh, it's just, it was just, it was just. I'll, that, I'll tell you. I'll tell the era of film. I've got a great Nerd OD uh, story for Nerd OD of, of that very friendship gr- uh, group, Sean. I think it's myself and Pete Carvel, who's who's a writer. He's uh, based in Berlin now. I think it is. Yeah. And we all go and see. Basically, the ho- I think the consensus was let's go to the cinema. Let's sit, uh, stand outside. It wasn't the epic. It was the Odeon in Chester. Odeon, yeah. And we looked at the posters and thought, right, let's decide what we're watching. And there was a bit of a, a fractious group at one point. It was either between Marlon Brando's The Island of Dr. Monroe. Oh, jeez. Brilliant. Or it, or it was... Dodged Leif, a bullet there. Or, <laughs> I, I definitely dodged it. I don't think Sean did. <laughs> no, I and, watched it. Uh, yeah, exactly. You watched it. Uh, and I, um, Pete Carvel and myself, we decided, let's go and watch Michael Collins with Liam Neeson and Alan I Rickman. I still haven't seen it. I still about, haven't seen it. About the founding of the IRA. And no, that's fucking seen it. superb. <laughs> to this day, Alex, I still haven't seen it, honestly. Well, sure, we need to report back to each other, Sean. You watch Michael Collins. I'll watch the Dr. Monroe. <laughs> that so was, that, was that on the one pound film day? Uh, no, no. Because I remember was, watching that. It was Fifth Jeez. Element in Con Air, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I remember watching Con Air in your house and people getting very drunk and killing fish in your fi- your yeah. your fish tank with a loaf of bread. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I saw Con Air because I wasn't old enough. I You've seen think. it now, though, right? Oh, yeah, and I'm not a big fan, to be honest. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember having an argument with my, one of my friends. Yeah. My, my friend was insistent <laughs> that we should go and watch Broken Arrow. And I was oh like, Oh my God. I'm 14. It's, it's a 15 rated film. I can't go and see it. And they were like, It'd be fine. We need to go and watch this film. I'm like, I know it looks good, but I'm not old enough. I'll promise this is one last thing about Connor and Nicolas Cage's hair is that when, <laughs> when we were watching in Sean's house, I remember someone um, ramming a, you know, the, you know, the bottle opener. It's like a screw one with the arms. Yeah. Like bottles of wine and whatever. They, th- the they stabbed through the door in, in Sean's house. They were, it's because they were locked in the kitchen. Someone locked a, a guy called Pete in the kitchen, So, and they were holding the door, and their head was right next to the door. And then this fucking bottle opener just came ramming through this door, nearly hit the guy in the eye. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, like, it's like that episode of Friends when Chandler's head's up against the door and Joey drills through it. You don't get me. A... You kill me. <laughs> So, uh, so I had a point about uh, The Rock, by the way. It <laughs> oh, wasn't sorry. just a random, like, love, hey, did love, you know? Love the film, love it. But th- I think the reason this this article went up is because they were like, hey, it's 25 years old, and I'm, and I'm going to show you how I've spent six months of my life analysing this film and proving once and for all that it is actually Sean Connery's final James Bond film. So really? it's, been, it's been a fan theory for ages. But this guy oh, was like, I'm going to prove sense. this one way or another. Yeah, yeah, I can and, see that. Yeah, so it, I, I, I'm not going to read this entire thing, but it's fascinating. Awesome. It's awesome. on Reddit. If you just search for, for The Rock, it, you'll find it on Reddit. Um, <laughs> but basically, this guy has broken down. He's looked at when 
Doctor No came out, um, when like he's taken the fact that in Doctor No he goes to the Jamaican Embassy and he's found out that the Jamaican Embassy was only open until this year and then it closed. So the film must have been set before then. And based on that, he was in the right place at the right time to then be going over to America where he'd have been arrested for spying for the British government. And he he got thrown in Alcatraz. Six months later, he broke out and then he went back and worked for the the British. And then after all this happened, it's, it's fascinating. He literally... He dots every single I, crosses every T, <laughs> prove like this could have happened. The timelines all line up. And uh, John Mason, which is the name in that's right, in yeah. The Rock, is basically they say that he says that's that's his code name. And he even goes down the whole theory of like people who say that um, James Bond isn't a real name. It's it's the you know, the, it's each actor is a different person that they then give the name james bond like but it's, he says yeah. no it's not yeah. the other way around that james bond they are their own james bonds none of them actually sort of are linking together we're, we're talking about sean connery being a a james bond and that is his world and then you know roger moore's his own one uh, it's just it's it's amazing and reading through it's one of those conspiracy theories i'm like yeah this is rubbish and then by the by the end of the article it's like this is this could be this actually sounds like it. And it even ends with, he posted this thing on Reddit. Um, and actually, there's a video on YouTube as well where he goes into even more more detail. But um, someone commented on it and said, where are we? Uh, I found an interview with, uh, or like a behind-the-scenes thing from The Rock. And where is it? Um, someone found an interview with Michael Bay from 1996 where he says, this picture shows that James Bond can age and he can still be mean. One day when we were filming, Sean came up to me and whispered, you know what I'm doing? I'm getting to be James Bond without being called James Bond. You know, it's kind of fun to kick some ass. So, uh, yeah, that's even the director himself confirming it is an unofficial James Bond film to tie up the story. That's amazing. Please please send me that article. (laughs) Okay, I will do. I'll pop it up. I was like, this is is amazing. I, 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 I wish I could have sort of cut out some of the important bits and paraphrased a bit better for you guys but go and have a read it's great i remember seeing that film on my own that's how sad it was but i fucking loved the movie it was good i i i mean i think even back then i was wearing <laughs> Bay films yeah so i i avoided that and con air and anything like that um and then i watched it years and years later on tv and yeah i actually really liked it it's <laughs> so ridiculous there's a couple of Michael Bay films that I actually kind of enjoy. It's not a lot. 13 but, Hours. Have you seen that? Um, doesn't ring a bell. Who's in? Yeah, super, uh, John Krasinski's the lead actor. It's like an action, but it's based on a, a real story. It's re- It's only a few years old. Very, very good. Oh, I don't know that one. It's uh, The one I really like is The Island. Um, <laughs> the ironic thing about that. Xbox. Is technically not. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Fighting Arena is sponsored by Xbox. Yeah. I, I really like that film. But I, I the, when I, I I mentioned to someone about that, I was like, like I know Michael Bay makes terrible films, but I really like it. Then he goes, Oh, that's because it wasn't a Michael Bay original film. He ripped the idea off from like a an Italian film or something called this. And yeah, apparently it's it was there was a court case about it and everything. He he completely ripped off the story from someone else, which is a shame because, like I say, I think it's a great film. Can I ask you guys a completely random question about a different movie? Yeah, go on. And it's been the, it's been something I've 
personally hated. It's a continuity error in Jurassic Park. Now, oh God. do you any any of you know about this ridiculous continuity error with the uh, where the goat's standing? Uh, I, I read all about this uh, about a week ago on Reddit and fell massively down the uh, the black hole of random now, shit going down in Jurassic Now Park. it's it's absolute. It, for me, where the goat's standing is where the car goes over, where the T Rex is standing. Right, comes mm. it's, the same, it's the same area. There's no kind of wide area, but then this is this is when the T Rex is about to attack. Yeah, okay. In, in yeah. the rain, it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's it's one of the best scenes in action in any film. It's a one. It's a brilliant, brilliant. That's scene. where he doesn't eat the goat. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, he obviously yeah. The goat and disappears, doesn't it? It's the best. Can... It's the best mix of CG and animatronics ever, I think. You know, the windows and then the windscreens, the CG, genius. So when the car goes over, over the side, where the fuck's the, where's the land gone? Because it's this giant cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, if, if there is a red Reddit um, fan theory or something, I'd like to read it because it just, every, all the land just disappears. Have you seen? Yeah. There's a there's a Crazy. video on there's Crazy. a video on Reddit that, that where this guy's going around with um uh with the camera recording all the places where Jurassic Park was filmed. How he managed to fucking find them, I have no idea. But I like, use the internet. Well, and well, no, it's a, could, well. This is the thing, though, right? Because it's all in the fucking middle of nowhere. It's like the well, not necessarily. Of, like, no, a, a lot of it was Hawaii filmed in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, you can actually go visit it. Yeah, if you go it's, on it's, a, it's a huge um, ranch. You know the log website. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Because a lot of it is just like landscapes and stuff. And managing to be at the same place where the trees line up to where the camera shot. Fair enough. Yeah, I like. Like, I do like it when people do that. They take the still from the from the film and hold it up and take a photo of it with it lining up. I think that's great. That's exactly what they were doing. It was really clever. Yeah, most of it is on that ranch in Hawaii. So if you go there, literally, it'll take you on a tour. So you, you you know. You might take a while setting up the shot, but um, but even the point where you've got the you know the log they hide behind when the Gallimimus are running, uh, jumping over them. Yeah, that log is there, so you can get your photo sort of hiding behind the log. Nature's weird, isn't it? The fact that they haven't moved that log yet. Like... <laughs> I mean, do you know, it's probably not a real log. It's fiberglass. I'm guessing they. Yeah, exactly. I would. That that I I would be like, this is a worthy investment. People are going to pay a fortune for this. Yeah, and they're right because the tours are fucking well expensive. Exactly, um, really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what we were looking at it for. We were looking at it for something, um, and it's something like just for you think you're allowed an hour and a half in the actual like mini island bit where they take you on a, a fully guided, like you're not allowed to get away from the um, from the pack of people you're with. Uh, you're allowed up to ten people on it per turn and it's 175 quid for the hour and a half to go and do it um and if you can go back and pay for i can't remember what it's like an extended extended tour with another dinosaur person um and that's like 359 dollars or something and um, to go and do that and that's only for another two hours um so if you tally it up if you want to spend a full day there to get all the shots from yeah. the films you're talking about, I think it, they worked it out it something like two and a half grand or three grand just wow. to do the Jurassic Park tour. So that's, get... without, that's without accommodation, food, flights, um, anything. Yeah. That's just literally to go, hey, can you show me that tree over there? Hey, can you show me yeah. the grass here? Do you get driven <laughs> yeah, but... around in a gas-powered Jeep? 
Because that's how it describes <laughs> the cars. Just not that. painted. The, the, they couldn't. They couldn't oh. get the copyright. But you can also you can also see where the uh, the lost beach and stuff is. It's all the same place. What? And the uh, the bamboo forest and whatnot. Oh my god, lost. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I was thinking lost boys. Sorry, I fucking love lost. Oh, right. <laughs> that's another thing. So, uh, oh, oh, sorry, we were discussing this uh, before the podcast, but uh, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, please watch Raya. It's absolutely brilliant film. Oh yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Completely yeah. beautiful. Uh, one of the main characters, uh, Raya's dad, is played by Jin, uh, Jin from Lost. Mm. Yeah. Oh, does. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Right. Um, He's a great actor. Just, He's funny. Just he to just to box off your Jurassic Park uh, conspiracy theory thing, you you the error. <laughs> I'll I will prove it one way or another for you by going and playing Lego Jurassic World, and I'll get to that scene and I'll find <laughs> <Nice>. out. <laughs> yeah, please tell me if it's on this yep. giant like Star Wars lift, which brings the goat up and there's land or some bullshit like I'll, that. I'll do it. Because that, because that literal that scene is in it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> See how they've got around that problem. Uh, awesome. Well, next time you watch it, just check that out and go right. Okay, how does that work? Yeah. No, you, no, you've ruined it for me because I've watched that film so many times and I've, I've never, I've never thought about <laughs> it. Like, that film I, is genius. Is genius. I, I remember going to watch um, the Sixth Sense. And I got to the end of it, and it finished, and I was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, great." I I didn't see that coming. And my, and my mate was like, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't realize it was so obvious." I was I knew it straight away that uh, I'm, I'm avoiding saying what it is, like I'm gonna spoil it for people, but surely everyone yeah. knows. But yeah, and I was just like, "Well, I just didn't think about it. I wasn't sat there thinking, I wonder what this twist is. I wonder if this." I was just watching the film. I was just going along with the yeah, film. Yeah, you're enjoying it. You yeah. yeah, you don't have to be like. I, you know, it's it's all well and good picking the finding the little bloopers and the flaws in the films, but yeah, I've never I've never noticed it because well, I've never thought about it. There are people that go into films, especially when you go to the cinema, you can hear them in the foyer area, that go in with that kind of mindset about picking something apart, and it's like that that you're missing the whole point of cinema to be enveloped the immersive story. Hundred you know? percent. And I I really. If if a film really hooks me and I don't think about anything else, don't look at my phone, whatever, you know, you're on to you, you're gonna really enjoy it, and That's... it's it, it's really sad when you when you like I I don't look for things like that. It's just like after the billionth time I've watched it, I've, I've noticed something new. Do you know what I mean? So it's um. That's, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I've talked about this before, and, and I'm sure in an earlier podcast. But that, that, one of the things that I'm I'm really glad I can do is get emotionally involved very quickly in TV and film. It, like, you know, there's some TV shows I'm not interested in, but others like completely take me. Most films, especially if I'm at the cinema, I'm just engrossed from the off, and I can get into that world. Um, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's something I enjoy doing, but I, it will always be one film that took that I remember took me out of that space and yanked me out of that space, and it was Suicide Squad, um, because they used um, 
they used the Suicide Squad font for the subtitles. It was a. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but yeah, like, the subtitles just, pop up like more, more, a bit more comic-like, don't they? Yeah, they, well, it's it's the same font that the that's in the mm. poster. It's like sort of you know rip, ripped up text in, yeah. in, in that kind of color, and because of the fact that they're not using like a generic font to. You know, because I've seen films with subtitles before without getting dragged out of the moment, but it it was just like, remember, this is a film. (laughs) It's like, what? And I just remember that feeling of being like, being yeah. pulled away from 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 being in the moment to it being like, oh, okay, hang on. See, I I like when they do things like that, like like when in um in Heroes when Hero was talking in Japanese and the subtitles weren't just coming up on the bottom they were coming up like as he was talking they were appearing around his head things like that I like how it's that was clever yeah, I remember that yeah yeah but like that, that they're not trying to pull you out of the moment there that you yeah, know I suppose it's it's they more make like it part of it, don't they? the yeah. moment of it this is a comic type story that's Tony that's uh, with it, really. Tony Scott did that really well in Man on Fire with the subtitles in that film they were they were part of the character like like in hero in that scene mm. uh, it was just like right how are we going to use this to create another layer another dimension to the film and i think it's right. very clever when they do that right but like I, I totally agree with sean with the subtitles of that film it just like pulls you out of it like in um another my example I was, of that I was is never in it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> is um have you seen x is it uh, brett ratner's um x-men film is it the third one well last stand yeah, there's a scene where they all get into like a blue sports car and like NSYNC is accidentally put on the radio. I'm like, if you do anything to try and, you know, basically, <laughs> that just pulled me out of a fucking X-Men film. And it was the it was the worst. It was like, right, okay. Oh, I, any, I just, any sort of product placement in a film or TV show ruins it. But isn't it interesting, though, how like our like joint favorite movie, which is a film that, that aims to pull you out of the film and does looks to camera and does little gestures to audience, does it because it's intentional, you still yeah, stay yeah. part of the story? You know what I'm talking about, right? Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, we uh, it, obviously it came out, it got re-released last month in the States, didn't it? Dolby, you know, Dolby Vision or whatever. Atmos, yeah. it, it is getting a limited release. At yes. the end of this month, and they're only showing it in like London, Glasgow, Birmingham, and Are we Manchester. Going? Can we go? So the Manchester Odeon, I think the print works. Hmm. No, that's View now, isn't it? I that's where I saw it the I first used, time. I used to work there. Yeah, I know. Nice. I can't remember which one, but wherever there's an Odeon around Manchester, um, it's going to uh, be there. maybe Trafford Centre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, possibly. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I went to see it on my birthday last year because it was one of the films that got. A, a bit of a re-release anyway but uh, i mean i'll go and watch it in the cinema a, a thousand times it's just so good especially on yeah. the big screen yeah just a little aside worth going right. to. i think i've chewed your ear off for long enough yeah 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 reg you got anything to add uh i'll save it for next week mate sweet i'll tell you all about final fantasy 7 then <laughs> for the seventh seventh week running, you can tell me all about it because the Intrigade will be, be out then. Ah, out yeah. tomorrow. Course and then will. you can tell me all about it. Mm, that'll be fun. And I'll tell you lots of outdated stories that have just happened. About what? Oh, stuff that's just happened. But stuff that's just happened that'll be really outdated that were quite funny. But, Sounds good. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you usual. all about my holiday in Wales. Yeah, nice. Abroad, your holiday abroad. An idiot <laughs> <Yep>. abroad. <laughs> yep. Hey, what? Uh, huh? Alex, 
thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. And Sean, we're definitely going to do the uh, Conair commentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You and I watch it together. We'll yeah. have it have have the so basically play people play it along with Conair. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll we'll rock that mate. And we should do something with Alan, Doctor Monroe, and Michael Collins as well. <laughs> Please do. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> we will take as many podcasts as you guys want to put together. Amazing. Yep, Amazing. I might even fund for the booze for you just to turn it into a drinking game one. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Could you imagine the Rock and Conair like drunk? <laughs> oh, that's what happened with Conair in your house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We'll I kept again. I kept rewinding that scene where the petrol station used exploded and he jumps out of the petrol station. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Thanks very much. Yeah, um, joining us. Thanks, pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you for having me. As always, <laughs> glad I could bring so much to it. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes that's nice, isn't it? He's just you know be part of it and listen and just it is. I've managed to catch put in your two cents work. every now and again. Yeah, um, I've watched the hamster clean himself. Okay. Yeah, I've had a I've had a thoroughly good hour and a quarter. Nice. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. It's been fun. <laughs> I have. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, keep an eye out on uh, Friday for our uh, wonderful episode of Nerd IQ. Ooh, uh, oh, and also, it's a good and. Obviously, today technically is Wednesday because that's when this pod comes out. Loki came out today. Everyone go and watch Loki, and then we can talk really about good. it next week with spoilers. Yeah, it was really good. I watched. <laughs> yeah, it. oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah, I love that bit. We're on. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Thank you. See you later. Bye. See you soon. Bye bye.